0: Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. So in the previous four chapters of John chapter 18, if you read them, uh, what Jesus is doing, and, and he is giving his last pep talk, his, his last uh, teaching, his last lesson to his disciples. Uh, so they just have gotten or ended um, the Last supper, the Passover meal, they have this in it. And Jesus, knowing that this would be his last night before he would be taken into and be arrested by the Pharisees, he gives this last. Uh, message to the disciples really of encouragement he, he tells the disciples how the Son of man is is going to be crucified but on the third day he's, he's going to rise again and and he tells his disciples about what's to come and what's about to happen and so these disciples are, are confused um, the disciples don't really know um, what's going to take place and, and they're hearing what their leader is saying but they're trying to understand how he's going to die and, and then come back to life there's they're, they're confused at this moment and, and Jesus is is explaining this and he is fully aware about the pressure of the situation. Because quite literally, uh, the weight of the world's sins were were on his shoulders. And Jesus was aware of the pressure. And so this is where we pick up in chapter 18, uh, verse 1. It says, After saying these things, Jesus crossed the Kidron Valley with his disciples and entered a grove of olive trees. See, Jesus was... uh, goes to this garden of Gethsemane that we know well in scripture, and it says he he crosses the, the Kidron Valley, which is located in that valley is the Kidron Brook. Now, this is what I want us to take away from that real quick, is what is special about that brook is that once a year, uh, this brook actually changes colors. Uh, that day that Jesus is going to the Garden of Gethsemane is Passover night. And what what happens on Passover is that tens of thousands of, of lambs are sacrificed at the temple. And the Kidron brook was used as a drainage for that temple. So one night a year, that brook turned red because the color of the blood from the lambs. So I kind of want you all to picture this Jesus, the the sacrificial lamb, Jesus, the last sacrifice. He is walking into this Garden of Gethsemane to get get into prayer, knowing about the pressure of the situation. And he sees the the brook that turned red as blood, and he begins to to think about what is about to happen and the pressure of the situation because Jesus was totally aware that the, the cost of the cross, he was totally aware of it, but he still knew that you and I were worth the price. See, Jesus was totally aware. I, this is what I don't want you all to uh, what you understand is that Jesus knew what was about to happen. He was totally aware of what was about to happen. He knew about the price that he had to pay. And he knew about the, bees, the beatings and, and the bruisings that he was about to go to. Yet he still thought you and I were valuable enough to do it. Even says in, in Luke uh, chapter 22, it says that in this garden of Gethsemane that he was so uh, under so much pressure that he began to sweat blood. He, he understood that the magnitude of the moment and the pressure of it began to wear down his body. But that didn't make him waver about the decision. That didn't scare him away from what he had to do. He, he knew what he was about to happen. And he knew about the pain he was going to go through. But he still thought that you and I were worth the price. Why I want to encourage somebody tonight is that if you've ever been told that you are worthless or if you've ever been told by somebody that you have no value, let me encourage you that the Son of God, that you are valuable enough to put his life on the the line. So don't let anybody tell you that you have no worth in this world. Matter of fact, don't let their opinions determine your value. Let the scripture, let the living word determine your value in this world. Because God thought you were so valuable enough that He sent His only Son to die on the cross for you and I, and so Jesus, He He knew about the moment, He knew about the pressure, and and it wasn't the 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 prophecies that brought him to the cross. It wasn't the Pharisees that brought him to the cross. It was love that brought him to the cross that night. It was love that made him not turn his back on us. It was love that made him say, you know what, I know that's what's about to come. I know what's about to happen to me, but I love the world so much. He loved us so much that he still went with it. Who's glad about the love of Jesus in this place tonight, watching online? The magnitude of the pressure yet jesus love for you and i he was able to push through it as we continue in uh, verse two it says judas the betrayer everybody say judas judas the betrayer knew this place because jesus had gone there with his disciples often often this was a place that that jesus went to pray to spend time with his father uh, when, when Jesus was under pressure, he, he didn't uh, look towards people. When Jesus was under pressure, he didn't look towards politicians. When Jesus was under pressure, he knew he had to go to prayer. And on the flip side, Judas knew that too. Judas knew that if there was going to be one place I was going to find Jesus, it was going to be in the Garden of Gethsemane praying. This is what I want to catch up about this thought, is that the enemy knows that if he can keep you away from your prayer closet, he, can, he knows that the pressure will overwhelm you. But if we can just make it to that time of prayer and understand that if I just spend time with my father in heaven, that pressure that seems so magnitude over my life, when I get into his presence, that pressure begins to fall. And so Judas knew if there's one place I'm going to find Jesus is in a place of prayer. So we have to ask ourselves sometimes when we're under pressure, uh, when we feel the way of the world, where do, where do we go? Do we ask for favors from people? Do, do we go to different places? Do we get a self-help book or Or do we go to prayer? Jesus, he he went to prayer. And in verse 3, it says, the leading priests and and Pharisees had given Judas a contingent of Roman soldiers and temple guards to accompany him. Now with blazing torches and, and lanterns and weapons, they arrived at the olive grove. See, Judas and the Pharisees, they didn't show up to Jesus with this two or three guys or or four or five. It says that they had a whole contingent with them. Uh, If you don't know what that means, a contingent of Roman soldiers, uh, theologians believe was numbered between either 200 and 500 people. Some theologians even believe it's more than the thousands. So I want you to get this picture. They came with an army. They came expecting a battle. They came expecting uh, for people to fight. They, expect, they, they didn't expect Jesus to come willingly, but they came expecting a battle. They came expecting a war, but the Son of Man, it said that he came peacefully to them, that he came willfully to them. They, they, they were expecting blood to be shed in that moment, but Jesus said, only my blood will be sufficient. They were expecting swords to cross, but the Son of Man came willingly. And this powerful moment of of, of Jesus seeing an an army coming towards him, the the pressure of that moment. But he didn't hide and he didn't run, but he came willingly. It, It says that they brought torches and they brought lanterns. I can only imagine that they were expecting Jesus to hide, right? I can only imagine they had those because they expected Jesus to hide in the caves, his disciples to to hide from him because of this large army that was coming towards him. But it said that Jesus didn't hide, but he came willingly towards them. So when the pressure mounts and when adversity comes in your life, the answer is never to run and the answer is never to hide. Sometimes we can think that if we can avoid adversity, then we can make the problems go away. But if there's one thing I've learned in my life is that when you avoid adversity, that doesn't make them go away. That actually prolongs your problems. That will turn adversity into strongholds and make them grow more stronger in your life. But if we can be and treat pressure like Jesus, he said that he stepped towards the plate. He, he didn't back off when the, when the moment rise. See, when, I, when we're talking about you will notice what kind of person you are when the pressure mounted. You want to know who Jesus was? When the pressure of the world was on his soldiers, he didn't. Crack under the pressure. He didn't collapse under the pressure. When he saw an army coming towards him, searching for him to drag him away, he didn't run away. It said he stepped towards him. If you don't believe me, look at what the next verse says. It said, Jesus, it said, verse 4, Jesus fully realized all the things that were going to happen to him. So he stepped forward. Everybody say, step forward to meet them. And he asked, who are you looking for? Who are you looking for? It's that Jesus was fully he was fully aware of the situation, and they're coming towards them, and Judas and the Pharisees they were thinking that they were going to catch Jesus by surprise. They were hoping that they will catch Jesus, you know, unaware of the situation, not knowing what's going on, and unprepared. But but Jesus wasn't surprised. Jesus was prepared for the moment. He was prepared for the pressure, and that's point one for tonight: is that when we're under pressure, it will re- reveal your preparedness for it. It will reveal your preparedness for the situation. It will revere, reveal if, you, if you're prayed up. It will reveal if, if you're ready for the moment. I mean, I think sometimes God lets pressure situations happen in our lives just, just to show us how much more we need to pray. And then the weight will come on our shoulder, shoulders and we say, God, I'm not ready for this. I, I, I need you in this moment. I, I actually need to go deeper in you. God, I actually need to come closer to your son because it's in those pressure situations that will show you whether or not you are prepared. But Jesus was prepared. He, he was praying in that garden of Gethsemane. He was, he was ready for that moment. He, he knew about the, the pressure that was coming, but he was ready for it. He was ready for it. So, Jesus, he, he sees everything that's going on. He, he's aware of the moment, yet he's still saying yes to it. He's aware of the pressure, yet he, he's not cracking under it. But see, this wasn't the first time that the enemy has ever tried to tempt somebody in the garden. Uh, if we remember Genesis chapter 3, if there's any theologians in the house, if we remember Genesis chapter 3, Adam was tempted in a garden by the enemy, and the enemy was able to, able to peer pressure him into giving up his rights. And because he bit that forbidden fruit, Adam, he brought in the curse of sin into the world. Now, Jesus is referred to as the second Adam. And where the first Adam collapsed, the second Adam conquered and when the first Adam gave in to the pressure, see, the first Adam was, was aware of what God had told him to not take a bite of the forbidden fruit, but because of the pressure, he, he collapsed under it. Because his, his wife approached him and said, take a bite of this fruit, he collapsed under the pressure. But, but Jesus... He didn't collapse under the pressure. He could have easily just, just said, you know what, this is too much for me and disappeared from that moment. He could have easily said, you know what, I don't deserve this. Matter of fact, I'm the only person to ever exist to not deserve this. But he didn't. He didn't collapse under the pressure. And Because of that, he, he brought together, the, the, he, he cleaned up the mess that the first Adam made. And because of that, you and I are now child and children of God. Can we just give Jesus a hand clap for not collapsing under the pressure? Let's give him five more seconds as I take a, a sip. There you go. I thought I was going to have more time. As we continue in verse 5, it says, uh, they, they asked, Jesus asked them, you know, who are you looking for? And this is their response. It's very interesting. They said, Jesus, the Nazarene, they replied, I am he, Jesus said. Now, when Jesus said, who are you looking for, they didn't say, we're looking for the Son of God. Uh, They didn't say, we're we're looking for uh, the Son of Man. We're looking for Jesus, the Messiah, Jesus, the Rabbi, uh, Jesus, the Teacher. No, they said, we're looking for Jesus, the Nazarene. Now, that was meant to be an insult to Jesus. Because the public perception of the day was that nothing good could come from Nazareth. The perception of the of the day was that Nazareth was an old, run down country town, and that nothing good could come for there, much less the Son of God, much less the Messiah. Even Jesus' own disciple Nathaniel said this in John chapter 1, When when Nathaniel heard that Jesus was from Nazareth, look what he said. He said, Nazareth? exclaimed Nathaniel. Can anything good come from Nazareth? You see, when they said Jesus, this, the, the Nazarene, this was meant to intimidate Jesus. This was meant to make him feel insecure about himself. This was meant to make him second guess who he was. But see, Jesus knew his identity. Jesus knew who he was. And see, when the pressure of the world mounts on your shoulders, you better know who you are. Because the world's going to tell you all kinds of crazy things. When the pressure comes, the world's going to say you're not good enough you're not a good parent, you're not a good spouse, uh, you're not a good business person, matter of fact, you're not smart enough, you're not experienced enough, and and you don't have enough money. They're going to tell you all these things, but if you know your identity in Christ and you can respond that I am a child of God. No, no, no enemy. No, I am the, the, the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. I am the apple of God's eye. And guess what? Even where I am weak, he is strong. When you respond with that and you know your identity, no amount of pressure can make you crack. So they came at Jesus. They're trying to question who he was, they're trying to to question his identity, but Jesus knew who he was. And in verse 6, one of the most powerful moments in scripture happens. And Jesus responded, he said, I am he. And when, they, when he said that, they all drew back and fell to the ground. The might and power of God was revealed in Jesus with just an utterance of his words. This army of 500 plus Roman soldiers are coming against him. And just with a whisper, they fell under the weight of God. Let me just remind you about how powerful of God we serve. Sometimes we can be confused about who holds the power. Sometimes we can be confused of who really holds uh, uh, the the weight and who can really make things turn around. But like, if you have Jesus on your side, it doesn't matter who's on the opposite. <laughs> when you have God on your side, it, it won't matter who is coming against you. But when the Great I Am is on your side, now the impossible is possible. And it's at the utterance of His words, they fell on their backs. The, 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 the Pharisees and the Roman soldiers, they didn't, I, I'm sure they didn't really know the full potential of Jesus, but they come towards him with swords, with might, and Jesus has came to them with the word, and they fell on their backs. Point number two for tonight is that the pressure, the pressure that we feel, pressure will reveal our potential. Pressure will reveal our potential. By that, I mean you don't really know what you have on the inside of you until you're under pressure. You don't really know what you're capable of until you're under pressure. You don't really know what God is capable of until you're under pressure, and instead of leaning on people, you lean on him and you watch him come through. There will be moments in your life that you will feel great pressure on yourself to make a decision to either trust God or trust man. And in that moment that you trust God, you will see the potential of that. And Jesus just had an utterance of his, of his words. They fell under the weights. So continue with verse 7, said, once more he asked him, Jesus asked him again, once more he asked him, who are you looking for? And again, they replied, Jesus, the Nazarene, I told you that I am he, Jesus said, and since I am the one you want, let these others go. He did this to fill his own statement. I did not lose a single one of those who you have given me. Jesus, even under the pressure of it all, he he still gave a glimpse of what the cross was going to look like. He said, take me, not them. Even under the pressure, he he could have said, hey, disciples, now's the time to back me up. But he said, well, you're the one I'm looking for. Take me, not them. The whole point of the cross, the message of the gospel is that Jesus stepped into our world and he went to the cross and he said, take me, not them. And he took our place. He paid the debt. And now we we are, are free and now we are free from the debts of sin because of what his blood did for us. And so Jesus, he, he, they, they knew that he was coming for him. He said, look, let my disciples go. Come after me. Let them go. And that was just a glimpse of the cross. And then Peter. Peter always makes the greatest decisions. Peter gives us great material for preaching. And then Peter, he decides to, to, to make his actions loud. And in verse 10, it says, then Simon Peter drew a sword, and slashed off the right ear of Malchus, the high priest's slave. So Jesus just told the the disciples, hey, you are free. They're taking me. Let them go. And out of complete defiance, Peter draws his sword and cuts off uh, the the priest's slave's ear. Now, he didn't go and he didn't attack somebody with a sword. This poor guy to the side, this high priest slave, he, he went and cut off his ear. I can just see that, that really what happened in that moment is that Peter was prideful in that moment. He, he remembers the words that he told Jesus this, this in, in Matthew, that he told Jesus, say, look, I'm going to stick with you even if it means death. And so now Jesus told him something, and instead of being obedient, the pride rised out in front of him and said, no, look, 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 no, I'm going to go out on my own decision. And he cut off the that, that ear of that uh, slave of the priests. And out of his own prideful decisions that happen. Point number three for tonight is that pressure will reveal our problems. Pressure will reveal our problems. Peter would go on to be the rock of the early church. But that moment revealed to him that he still had some things he had to work out in his life. That moment revealed to him that he still had some problems with being obedience uh, within his life. He would then go on and and deny Christ three times uh, just that later that night. But what pressure did for him in that moment, it revealed some problems that he had in his life. And now sometimes we can feel pressure on our lives, and we can, we, can, we can seem like that is a bad thing. There can be a pressure moment, and we can seem like this is something we should avoid. But when we go into that moment and say, when I step into this time of pressure and I trust Jesus, I'm either going to grow closer to him or I'm going to see where I need things in my life I need to cut out. One of my favorite prayers I pray to Jesus is say, God, tell me the areas of life I need to be cut out of, of, of my life. Show me the areas uh, that I I need to to grow in. Show me in the areas that, God, that I need to move closer to you in. Because it's in those moments of pressure when those things will be revealed. And if we run away from from the pressure of of moments in our lives, it will never be revealed where we need to grow in Jesus. But but Peter, he was was under the pressure, and and he made a mistake. Uh, He was under the pressure, but now he knew where he had to correct himself. So that's why we got to look at those pressure situations, not as something that can hold us back, but something that can build us up uh, for future uh, occurrences and show us where the mistakes can be turned into something now that a testimony that we can use. And then he says, so Jesus sees Peter cut off uh, this poor guy's ear. And then in Luke chapter 22, it actually says that that Jesus looked at Peter basically saying, like, what was that? And, like, and he heals uh, that man's ear, which is so powerful in the moment because even his captors, he was sowing mercy. Even to the people who just wished death upon him, he, he, was, he was showing uh, a peace and, and he was healing them in that moment. That even when the pressure was at his highest, he still chose peace. See, the kind of God that we serve, the kind of the God that we, that we want to follow after is never wanted under pressure that we can say, okay, now it's time to get out. Now it's, now you don't have to act saved anymore. You're under, you're under pressure. Right? You, don't, you don't have to, to remember uh, you know, what, what Jesus, how he lived now that you're under pressure. You no, know, when Jesus was under pressure, he was still showing grace. He was still showing mercy. He, he didn't let the moment become so big that, that he let his, his anything other than what he knew that his father in heaven wanted him to do to overcome him. Instead, even in those moments, he still had peace. And as I'm closing, you all can stand with me tonight. Haley, you can join me. So it says in verse 11, it said, but Jesus said to, to Peter, he said, put your sword back into its sheath. Shall I not drink from the cup of suffering the Father has given me? So the soldiers, their commanding officer and the temple guards arrested Jesus and tied him up. See, Jesus was not trying to escape that moment that moment of pressure, Jesus wasn't trying to run away from it. Jesus wasn't trying to act like that this moment of pressure was was built to tear him down. And when Peter tried to cut off his ear, he said, look, what are you doing? Don't you see that this is a cup that I must drink? Don't you see that this is something that, that yeah, in, in a moment it might look like the enemy is overtaking, but God's going to turn this around? That God's going to turn around the situation? And because... Really, the, the, the cross, the, the moment of crucifixion was the moment that the enemy thought he won, that the enemy thought that he had defeated Christ. But in that moment that, that the enemy thought was going to be the, the victory for him became the greatest victory ever for us. So what I'm trying to say is when the moment of pressure comes and it looks like the, the, the enemy has us under under his boot and it looks like there's nowhere else we can go and there's we're trying to, to avoid it or we're trying to think where can I look to besides Jesus if we just look at it and Jesus said, don't you understand I got to drink this cup? Don't you understand that the Father put this in front of me not to avoid don't you understand that this decision is mine to make and that God's going to be faithful and that he's going to turn it all around? So I want to close with this thought. is that the point of pressure is to prepare us for our purpose. That the point of pressure is to prepare us for our purpose. Is That if there's any times that we feel pressured in our life, This know that it's preparing for us something for greater to God to lead us. I mean, we can all think about how a diamond is, is formed. A diamond is formed under pressure. I think there's a lot of promises, there's a lot of potential, and there's a lot of purposes in this room that all it needs to take to come into fruition is just a little bit of pressure. I mean, there have been times we've been avoiding that pressure or been avoiding that decision or been avoiding all these things because we think it's too tough for God, we think it's too big for God, we think that, hey, I can trust God in these areas, but this big decision, God, I don't know if I can trust you. It's in those times of pressure that we got to trust God because it's in those times when he forms us. It's in those times when he brings out the best in us. It's in those times when he brings out the things that we know we got to get out of us See, what I want us to be encouraged about tonight is that in the moments of pressure, God is still able. In the moments of pressure, God doesn't change. In the moments when it seems like the decision is too big, God is still greater. It's in those moments of pressure that prepare us for our purpose. So I want take this time for us to think about the, maybe there's a place, maybe there's a decision, maybe there's an idea, maybe there's a, a high-pressured moment and that we've been avoiding it. We've been avoiding a conversation uh, with our Father because we think there's 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 too much, there's, there's too much animosity or we, we've been avoiding this business idea because we think it's too far, great, whatever it is, whatever you think is too much pressure if we just trust God with it. If we trust God with the pressure, of the situation i believe that god can form some things on the inside of us i believe that god can bring out our potential that god can steer us to our purpose so as we begin to to sing a song in just a little bit just think about the places of of pressure in your life and begin to remind yourself that if you just trust god with that decision that if you just trust god with that moment that if you just say no matter what happens I'm never going to let my my faith in God crack under the pressure. If you just do that, I believe you're going to see the other side of that moment. That you're going to see your promise come into fruition. That you're going to see your purpose begin to be formed right before your eyes. So with every head bowed and eyes closed, let's just pray over tonight. I'm going to welcome Pastor Bobby to close, but let's just pray over tonight. Father, we thank you, God, that in this moment that we're not running away from pressure decisions anymore. God, that in this moment, we're not going to avoid adversity anymore. But God, we're going to know that as long as you are with us, who can stand against us? That as long as we have lined up our life with your will, there's no way that our belief in you will come back in vain. God, remind us about your power. Remind us that at the utterance of your name, any, any army, any enemy, God, anything that tries to stand against us will fall on its back. God, it's under the pressured situations when we find out whether or not we have faith or not it's in those pressured situations when we find out whether or not we truly believe you are who you are or not god so far let our faith rise in this moment let our faith rise in this moment god let your holy spirit begin to stir us up on the inside and let us god know father it doesn't matter the pressure it doesn't matter the problem it doesn't matter the adversity we just gotta believe in Your name. We gotta believe in the name of Jesus. We gotta do like what Jesus did. Is that He went to the Garden of Gethsemane, knowing the pressure, but He still knew that the will of His Father will overcome anything. So Jesus begins to encourage us right now in this moment. Begin to encourage us right now in this moment. So, wherever head bowed and eyes closed and hand lifted, let's begin the scene. Let's begin to say praises. Let's begin to say prayers. Let's begin to speak out to God. Let's begin to talk to Jesus. Let's begin to get reminded of who our Savior is. If there's any problem in the house, physically, emotionally, spiritually, begin to remind yourself that God has the power. The Holy Spirit is here to form anything that was broken. So, Father, we love you so much, and we believe in your name. Come on, let's sing together.